There are many ways people listen to vision, including on smart speakers. Just tell your smart speakers to play Vision Christian Radio. Alexa, play Vision Christian Radio. Vision. Yep, it really is that easy. You can also say, play V180 Radio for our music channel. It's just another way that Vision is helping you look to God daily. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Something exciting to talk about today, a new movement which is just catching on in Australia, birthed out of prayer and relationship and a hunger to see the kingdom of God at work, and it is spreading around the globe. The vision is to see holistic transformation take place in all spheres of culture within the locality of our towns and our cities. Christian leaders from across Australia, from various areas, churches, business, education, arts, media, health and government, are preparing to gather to discuss and imagine the new and exciting possibilities of moving together for a better future. Well, you might decide you want to be a part of something like this. Let's welcome a special guest to talk through these issues. Ian Shelton is Senior Pastor at Toowoomba City Church in Queensland. He's also coordinator of a movement called One Heart for the Nation. And he's a part of what is called the National Gathering that's coming up in May. Ian's joining us. Hello, Ian. Welcome along to 2020. Uh, Hi, Neil. Thank you very much. Ian, in a nutshell, why don't you let us in on this big thing that's happening around the world, which hasn't yet caught on in Australia, but you've got a vision to see something get established and flourish in our towns and cities in Australia. Uh, What's been happening? Yes, uh, something wonderful is happening. 18 of us from Australia went to a conference in New York last October. 3,000 people attended from 95 nations. 400 cities. It was the first ever Global Cities Conference in history to discuss the idea of city gospel movements. That is, the church working together to bring the good news to our cities and our towns. It was a wonderful conference and hosted by the Church of New York. And, and might I say that the Church of New York itself is a real example of what I'm talking about. I mean, New York is um, 8 million people. But over recent years, I've seen something like 300% growth in churches, evangelical churches in that city, and a growing cultural impact. So um, needless to say, we are very impacted by uh, the testimony, stories, sermons that we heard, and also by listening to others from other countries, particularly those from England. So uh, having this backdrop of what God's doing across the globe, we've come back to Australia and uh, feel that we would like to see this move of the Spirit, this move of um, God uh, in our, through our churches into our cities, reach our own nation. And so we've, um, we're going to put together, we have put together this conference in May in Sydney, uh, the National Gathering, and uh, we'd love to invite leaders and people that'd be interested in this space. Okay, it's called City Gospel Movements. Uh, yeah. The one you really had uh, most connection to when you went to New York was what's happening in New York. You say that evangelical churches have grown 300% since 
these city gospel movements began to take place there. How did that happen? What was the catalyst? What was the factor that made all the difference, Ian? Uh, First of all, they would say unity and prayer. The many pastors, not all of them, obviously, but uh, thousands of pastors have connected across the five boroughs that make up New York, and they've prayed together, uh, they've worked together, um, and that's been the basis, their their unity and prayer. Uh, Out of that, uh, there's been a church planting movement where uh, churches work together to plant uh, other churches, and Tim Keller, the Presbyterian minister who's got a pastor of the megachurch in New York, has really led the way in this. Not only has his church planted many other churches, but he also helps fund the planting of churches from other denominations. Even though he's Presbyterian, he's happy to fund, for instance, Pentecostal church plants. So there's been a, there's been a wonderful example of collaboration, prayer and unity that's starting to impact that city. So, Ian, when we talk unity, when we talk prayer, are we talking ordinary people who sit in the pews of their local church on a Sunday, or are we talking about here the way that leaders communicate, and whether it's the senior leader or whether it's people who are, you know, working with children, working with youth, working with men, working with women? Is it is it unity that's happening and friendships that are being forged across denominations that makes that unity? Uh, yes, it, it would be mainly the leaders, Neil, but not only the leaders who are pastors or ministers, but leaders in the marketplace, business, politics, etc. And also, as you referred to, many of the leaders in the uh, what we call parachurch organisations, those that are reaching out to the poor and the margin marginalised, etc. So, yes, um, they, they would be the main ones that would be giving this leadership. And interestingly, I imagine that the leadership by way of the unity and the prayer probably starts with the leaders of the church because as you talk about leaders in business, leaders in education or the arts or the media, uh, there's some leadership that needs to come from the church because the church does tend to be the guardian of the spirituality of, uh, of what's important in the purpose of actually gathering together. So churches are important if you get everyone like that together. I would think that is the case. And men like the Reverend Tim Keller, uh, he has really ex- uh, encouraged the um, the marketplace leaders and you know encouraged the arts. For instance, he'd have a small symphony orchestra leading worship on Sunday morning or a jazz band. And so he's very much into the arts and that's attracted high-level interest in, in New York. How much of the national gathering that you've got planned for Sydney is going to be the idea of sharing stories, of the sort of inspiration that comes uh, when you hear what's happened in another town or another city that's similar to yours, uh, the way that that sort of almost becomes contagious and, and, uh, and breeds a certain inspiration for doing something new and exciting. The telling of stories, how, how important is that? Uh, no, very, very important, and that's what the two days in Sydney will be built around. We have our two overseas speakers, one from New York, the leader there. We're very blessed to have him, and from and Roger Sutton from um, England, another exciting storyteller. So they, they will anchor the plenary sessions, but the local Aussie stories uh, are going to be featured as well, and they'll be done in 15-minute time slots uh, in the morning where they will tell their story of what they're doing in their town or city, and then in the afternoon, there'll be opportunities and electives to explore that and how 
perhaps somebody from another city might want to learn from a particular person how they could take some of that home and put it into operation in their own place. Well, we're talking about a new initiative and this year here in Australia you'll be able to participate in what's called the National Gathering. It's going to be happening on the 2nd and 3rd of May in Sydney at the Salvation Army Territorial Headquarters Conference Facility in Redfern in Sydney. There is a website. It's called nationalgathering.com.au. Ian Shelton is our guest. Ian's coordinator of One Heart for the Nation. But we'll continue talking some more about the National Gathering in just a short while. We're taking just a short while to talk about something new that is happening in Australia this year. Uh, There's a new movement that's been birthed out of prayer, relationship and a hunger to see the kingdom of God at work. It's called the National Gathering. It's on in May, the 2nd and 3rd of May in Sydney. And our guest is Ian Shelton. He's Senior Pastor at Toowoomba City Church in Queensland and Coordinator of One Heart for the Nation. He's part of this organisation for the National Gathering. Uh, Ian, when we talk about the National Gathering and we talk about Australian churches getting together and being united and praying together, and we talked in that first segment about leaders doing that, are we a little bit slow off the mark here in Australia? Have some of these other nations really pioneered some wonderful ways of harnessing people and the gospel for their cities that we're somehow or other a little bit slow here in Australia to act? Uh, Well, yes, uh, yes and no. Um, Look, all over the world there's a great need in this space. But thankfully, there's some uh, cities, some in the US, some in England and in other countries uh, that are leading the way and can be a real example of encouragement to us. Here in Australia... Uh, we probably 20 years ago, with the, um, the transformation videos and, and a bit of an emphasis by certain speakers and prophetic voices that came into the nation, there was a flurry of, of uh, activity in the space. But in the last 10 to 15 years, that's quietly died out. Now, with my work with One Heart, I'm in touch with groups who would um, be praying together, mainly pastors and leaders, and, and mainly in the regional towns and cities across Australia, but to be honest, yes, uh, the the action has slowed down considerably from the flurry of activity that was there in the 90s. So my own feeling is that, that there's a desperation, uh, at least in my heart, because I think the way forward for our nation is that the church rises and uh, responds to the Holy Spirit and becomes more unified and more active with the gospel, with good news for our cities, rather than just concentrating on the growth of their own churches. So after saying all that, it is wonderful as I travel around Australia to continually meet small groups of pastors and leaders who are doing some wonderful things. And there's quite a few examples of that across Australia. Ian, who is stepping up to be the leader of this movement? As I understand it, uh, a lot of what happens... Uh, so far as the grassroots is happening in country towns and regional cities. Uh, But sometimes it's not quite so easy to capture the hearts of leaders in capital cities. Who do you hope is going to be stepping up to the plate uh, for this national gathering? Um, Yeah, that's that's a good question. Uh, I'd love it if um, denominational leaders, ministry leaders in the bigger cities and so we have many outstanding leaders across our nation, of course, but I would think all of them are very active 
and intentional in their own ministry space, that it would be wonderful if some of them at least could at least explore what's been happening in big places like New York and London, Manchester, for instance, and uh, and consider for a moment, is this possible in Sydney and Melbourne and Brisbane and our bigger cities? My belief it is, even though I'm from a small city, after being to New York and being to London, I'm seeing that the significant ministry leaders that are stepping into the space, and I'd love that to happen in Australia too. So little by little, I'm trying to connect with some of the ones that are where I'm able to, and invite them to, um, to come to the conference or at least to come and meet some of these overseas speakers. So I'm hopeful. Uh, we've got a lot, big job ahead of us, though, Neil. Ian, is there something spiritually significant about leaders all gathering together in the same room, in the same meeting, bowing their knee and praying together for the same sorts of issues because, you know, people these days, they can sign up or they can be on social media or they can just simply stream events and things like that. How important do you think it is for leaders to gather together and be with one another face to face, to have an opportunity to interact, to share their hearts together? Is is that, in a sense, a part of the unity that's required in Australia if we're going to move forward together? Um, oh, definitely. You said it beautifully. Neil, something wonderful happens when uh, leaders st- uh, sit in a room, maybe in a circle, no hierarchy, and simply pray. When you hear another brother pray, you feel a oneness with them, or another sister. Should, should I be quick to add? Because many of the most wonderful leaders we have are, are women. To hear another person pray, uh, really, feel, you, you feel a bond with them. And so out of that bonding... I think then we're able to build a trust. And when we have trust, we're able to work together in our diversity. It's not sameness. It's not uniformity. It's actually releasing even a greater diversity because the diversity is our strength, not our weakness. So praying together is certainly the beginning of what I think could be an exciting journey for the future of our cities. You mentioned a little earlier in our conversation, many, many years ago, there were those videos called transformation videos, and they showed amazing revivals that were happening in places like South America, where just incredible things were happening because believers were gathered together in unity and for prayer, and leaders were together, and that was just the thing that happened when uh, that spiritual thing began to take place. Are you hopeful that here in Australia that we'll see leaders capture a hold of something of uh, the vision, uh, which is not just a man-made vision, but a godly vision, something of an eternal purposes-type vision for what Australia might be? Are you hoping that that's going to happen here? Uh, uh, definitely, yeah. You know, God commands a blessing where brothers and sisters can come in unity, and that blessing... I think is a blessing of fruitfulness because right from Genesis 1 right through the whole scriptures God is a God that encourages and looks for fruitfulness and the fruitfulness is the is the blessing of his kingdom reign the reign of our righteous king uh, King Jesus in our cities and I think summarizing Psalm 72 you know cities flourish where Jesus is Lord but conversely cities slowly uh, are destroyed where there's not good Christian activity. And I think the Christian activity needs to be outside. It's wonderful when it's inside the walls, but it needs to be more outside the walls 
out into the marketplace, into the governmental spheres, the educational spheres, and uh, where we've got examples of that, and there's a few here in Toowoomba, uh, we see some wonderful blessing starting to flow from that. So the sorts of people you'd like to see sitting down around the table together, and you're going to be there at the Salvation Army Territorial Headquarters Conference Facility in Redfern in Sydney, but you'd like to see business leaders, you'd like to see people who are leading in education. I imagine uh, that you're talking about university leaders, uh, schools leaders, Uh, you want people from the arts, you want people from media, and I imagine it's uh, people who are uh, people who are faithful followers of Christ, uh, who are concerned for the future of our nation, uh, to get together and actually be there as one. And so you want politicians, you want people who f- are from the health sector, you want people from all of these areas to actually gather together and sit side by side with church leaders and archbishops and uh, all sorts of people who are involved in mission activity. I imagine uh, that the uh, the group could be very large if you've got representatives from all of these areas. Uh, ideally, Neil, uh, I think it's probably a little unrealistic to think that'll happen in the first year, but uh, my own commitment is a three to five year um, momentum building time where we try to achieve what you've just spelt out. Because at the end of the day, I can't see our nation going forward unless that actually happens. Because as a famous man said many years ago, as goes the church, so goes the nation. And so our church needs to come together in some level of unity. It mightn't be perfect, but some level of unity with all of those people that you mentioned so that we can see a blessing go out into every sphere of society. Up till now, we've, we've really lacked that in this, this country. It's, it would seem that ministries and churches are very busy in their own space. It doesn't mean that they, they, they don't have some love and appreciation for other leaders, but there's, by and large, there hasn't been much of that in our country of recent days, unfortunately. And Ian, the seriousness of just how bad things are getting in our nation, perhaps we need that big gathering at the very first national gathering. I wonder whether you'd like to encourage people to actually make the effort to be there for the first one that's coming up in May. Uh, we certainly are, and uh, we've been in touch with uh, some bishops and denominational leaders and also leaders of what is now called apostolic networks. We've certainly been doing all we can to invite them uh, and, and encourage them to come. And there's nowhere do I get uh, a big flat no. Many are interested without committing themselves. So, uh, yeah, uh, yes, <laughs> answer your question. It would be wonderful if you could have all those people there. I mean, the head of the Salvation Army in New South Wales She's hosting us. Uh, it's not, we're not just using the facility. They are keen to be a part of it. They're bringing their key leaders into the space so that as a denomination in New South Wales, they can learn. And so I'm hopeful that we can appeal to other leaders as well. We, we are working on it currently. Whether we can achieve it this year, time will tell. Well, Ian, exciting days ahead. And uh, for listeners, uh, there's a date to put in your diary. It's the 2nd and 3rd of May. It's going to be in Sydney at the Salvation Army Territorial Headquarters at their conference facility in Redfern. And there is a website where you can get details on how you can register to be a part of that. Perhaps you'd like to send on a note to your leaders in your own denomination. But it's the nationalgathering.com.au, nationalgathering.com.au. That's the website. Ian Shelton, our guest. Ian, thanks so much for sharing your heart with us today on 2020. 
It's a pleasure, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.